Hello again and welcome back to College Football Down Under. My name is Aaron Camp. As always, I am joined by Will, 250 game player this week. Murden, how's it going today, Will? It's really good, buddy. Really good. Really old now. <laughs> you are old. That's uh, that's really come come up on and at me, but yeah, no, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, good. I uh, I feel like we're in the depths of the college football off season at the moment. It's cold and dark here. I know over in the northern hemisphere it'll be sunny and summery and nice, but the days are about as short as they're getting here, and it feels like a long time until college football starts. So, yeah, the the headlines are weak and there's not a lot to talk about. No, not so much in the college football world. And you're right, it, it's cold, it's miserable. And what really disappointed me was that it was only a couple of days ago that winter started. I know. You're like, I know. come on. It was like six degrees or something today you're up like in the hills. So, yeah, oh, no good. Um, but welcome back to everyone. For those that are just joining us for the first time on College Football Down Under, uh, we like to bring the game of college football to our Australian listeners and our American and listeners from all over the world as well, actually. Um, but try and give you guys a bit of insight into the game, what we know about it, what we enjoy about it, and bring you guys along for the ride if you're making the switch from the NFL into uh, college football. That's it. That's what we're here for. I'm really excited about today's episode because we get to dive into a few questions, some that we have concocted ourselves, others that have come in from the listenership. And as always, if you are interested in uh, flicking us some questions, feel free to do so on the Twitter sphere at College Football Down Under. Um, so we will jump in to those shortly. What are the highlights of the news this week in college football though, Will? I uh, see that we're running some awesome pieces on like Mac Brown and can he still do it at UNC? Yeah, I mean, out of the retirement village. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quiet, as you mentioned, to lead off. So there's, there's not a whole heap happening. There is uh, a few things popping up. Even this morning, we saw uh, Michigan starting running back. Chris Evans has been suspended for the year, which mm-hmm. will uh, definitely hurt the Wolverines' chances this year. Uh, they have an incredibly loaded team, I think, coming back this year. But any time you drop a, a starting player of that caliber is, is going to impact you. So those are the sorts of things you don't want to be hearing Michigan at the start Michigan State? Michigan. Oh, it was Michigan. Sorry. I thought you said Michigan State. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, their offense sucked last year. So if they're losing their starting running back, they're in heaps of trouble. No. So, I mean, yeah, as a fan of any team out there, you kind of don't want to be hearing about your team at this year because it's not going to be anything good. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing that maybe the SEC could be happy about is the alcohol ban has been lifted. Yeah, that means like if we go back, we don't need to smuggle alcohol into the stadiums anymore. I mean, we still will because you don't want to pay those exorbitant <laughs> prices. So we're yeah. still going to whack the bottle of vodka in the cowboy boot, <laughs> yeah, that, pour that, that in the in the softy that we do buy, and and go about with that. Yeah, but you're right. That's it's good that they've seen the light there. It only makes sense. It's it's a bit of a strange one because they know what's happening out in that tailgating. Yeah, yeah, area. Right. like everyone's out there getting just obliterated. <laughs> And then they go in there and sober up for a little while, watch the game, run out at halftime, get back on it and do yeah. it again. Why not make some money off it? Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they have uh, done that. And it's actually, it's it's more common to have an alcohol-free stadium than it is 
to have stadiums with alcohol Correct. or selling and, alcohol. And I don't think anywhere here in Australia we've got those sorts of alcohol restrictions. Uh, not a great comparison because we're all borderline alcoholics. That's a very so, good point. Speaking of which, we are having a beer right now on a Monday night. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get into some of these questions. Uh, I'm going to fire a few at you and, and we'll see how we go. There is some interesting stuff in here, so we'll, we'll see what we get to. Uh, firstly, I'm going to start with... Uh, okay, let's go with... Uh, let's go with the Pac-12. Okay. Because the Pac-12 never get any love. So we're going to lead off with... Uh, probably the fifth of five in terms of power conference relevance. Um, but is there any chance that the Pac-12, so those West Coast schools, any chance that they make the playoff this year? I think there's definitely a chance. Um, I think, you know, you, you kind of stated that they are the lowest of the power five conferences. And I think that's where they sit at the moment, but that's not always been the case. And I don't think that's a, a concrete position for them. I think the big 12 has previously been in that conversation as, as the weakest with Oklahoma kind of holding the conference up. Oklahoma state being solid. Texas have been in a bit of a dry patch, but outside of that, they've kind of been looked down on and they're starting to see a bit of a resurgence, but you know, if, if, the ACC didn't have Clemson, then exactly right. You know, you have that conversation there. So I don't think we can completely write off the conference just because they've been down a couple of years. Um, this year, they have a couple of really talented squads who are returning a lot of uh, seniors or a lot of upperclassmen who I think could definitely challenge teams on their day. What we've found is that they have been beating up on themselves a bit. Yeah, kind of like the SEC does because you know that SEC West division is is so loaded with all these teams, and it's tough to deny it with you know the recruits that they get in and the NFL talent they produce. But they beat up on themselves, and they'll end up with two losses. But it's a bit more lenient, and they might get you know a better look in for that. They often go and play against like a Pac-12 team in like early September as one of those like yeah, marquee yeah, matchups, yeah. and then they do work on them. We saw kind of Washington, uh, Auburn last year and Auburn season. That was a tight one. It was, but Auburn weren't that great last year. They True. weren't anything special and Washington was supposed to be kind of the pick of the Pac-12 as they were, but they missed the mark there. I think, I think you got to look to Oregon to come back and do... And, and really lead the Pac-12. Uh, That's certainly the popular pick at the moment. I mean, the, anyone who listened last year would know that the two of us are big fans of Justin Herbert yeah, uh, Justin and, and, and what he can produce. So we're both looking forward to seeing them play this year. But who I think is real smoky in that uh, division is Utah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be a very good outfit this year. They were uh, good fun to watch last year and they returned something stupid like 20... 20 players so yeah well, the uh, defense is always pretty good and Zach Moss comes back at running back he's really really good and we'll get into more of that when we do previews and stuff. yeah uh, absolutely but I think at that college level to have that extra year in the program these are these are still kids yeah, uh, yeah. And, and to have a whole group go through with another preseason ahead of them I think Utah are real smoky and Oregon probably have the talent to compete obviously you need a lot to go your way to be in that top four consideration but I'm certainly not ruling them out okay uh, cool I am gonna say that the Pac-12 won't be around the mark again this year and uh, as much as I would like them to be I mean like 
we watch a fair bit of Pac-12 football. I find I do because of the timing difference. And, and that works for us here in Australia, but doesn't do any favors for them, I suppose, in terms of getting that audience from the East Coast and those big media markets like New York, for example. Yeah, certainly. Certainly plays a factor for them. But as a as an Australian fan, it kind of makes sense to get around a, yeah, oh, a, for sure. a Pac-12 team. Just not USC. I'm sick of USC. You don't have to get well, up and do anything team. anyway. Sorry. Speaking of not oh, doing anything, God. I'll throw a question to you. <laughs> and you might know where this one's going. <laughs> but your Hurricanes uh, yeah. have uh, long been kind of revered as this badass team in the 90s. Yeah. And then well, since eighties, 70s, 80s. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Even further ago, yeah. you're right. <laughs> More irrelevant, yep. But every year about this time, when there's not much going on, there seems to be this story that pops up, you know, the U is back. And, and it's, it's often, you know, there's strong arguments that are made because there's a lot of really talented kids who end up playing there, that are recruited there. The, there's a lot of money put into the program and, you know, through the program to the players. But... <laughs> uh, I, I'll I, let you carry on uh, here. <laughs> I'm interested to see how the Hurricanes uh, go this year, but a question that I, I'll, I'll pitch to you, if, if we are to kind of get the best of both worlds, if there was one past Hurricane that you could bring back, one player yeah. that you could have for this year yeah. to, to, to top into this team that you would want to watch, that you think would have an impact for that squad, who is the thug that you would choose? <laughs> right, hang on. Okay. So, Thug is... I resent that comment. It is an apt term. <laughs> it is not. Uh, I think there's a few... Okay, so I'll answer the first question and then I'll get into the second part about the Hurricanes in this year because I'm keen to pump the brakes as well. However, in terms of players, I was thinking, well, who, who, do, we, who do you go with? Which of all the NFL Hall of Famers do you pick? Um, and you'd be... You'd be hard-pressed to argue with a lot of them. I was thinking Michael Irvin because, you know, just some attitude on the offensive side, that real playmaker. But I don't think it's that. I think the Canes' wide-receiving core is really, really strong. Uh, I would say, well, what about a quarterback? We've always struggled for a quarterback. Let's get one of them. That would always be good. None of them are really thugs. Mm, true. Um, and then I was like, okay, so we need to take a defensive guy, someone that maybe or maybe not killed someone like Ray Lewis. But I've decided to go with someone in the trenches. And I was going to go Warren Sapp because we've just lost Gerald Willis. Uh, and picking up a three technique who can just wreak havoc just changes your entire defense. But I'm pretty confident in the defense. So I'm going to go Bryant McKinney, who is, uh, I don't know, possibly as a casual fan, you may not know me, went on to have an NFL uh, Hall of Fame career as a, as a tackle, six foot eight, athletic freak. Uh, and the Canes have really struggled to recruit along the offensive line. That was our Achilles heel last year. It will be our Achilles heel again this year. And if I could just plug and play an NFL Hall of Famer in at left tackle um, and have them just completely lock that side of the field down, then I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay, that's an interesting one. And I mean, when you start to go through these names, you realize the amount of talent that has come out of that school and, and gone on to big things in the NFL. I mean, the safety position. Yeah, well, like like an Ed Reader or Sean Taylor would have been another one because we lost our two safeties, our... You know, Absolutely, uh, I might pour some of this beer out for Sean Taylor in oh, in the booth here. 
But uh, certainly it would be great to see him back out and playing because that was cut short and he was just something else on the field. Uh, yeah. Tight ends a position that you were huge at for yeah. a number of years. We could take, speaking of thugs, we could take Kellen Winslow. He used to rage out. I'm a soldier. Jeremy Shockey. Uh, Jeremy Shockey. He was good. He was a boss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a few Bubba Franks going back yeah, even further. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of this season for the Canes, I think that, uh, you know, the the departure of Mark Richt uh, and the fact that they hired what was the Temple coach and, and previous defensive coordinator in Manny Diaz, and he's tried to bring some of that swagger back and that attitude and that Miami thing back. But again, I've heard that before as well, so I am a little bit skeptical of that whole attitude thing. He brought in Dan Enos across from Alabama, who was the kind of co-offensive coordinator there. He's now across and he's going to bring something a little bit different on the offensive side, which is good. I don't have too many questions about the defense, but what is unproven is that Manny Diaz doesn't has never had, been the head coach of a football team before. So he's got a lot of learning to do. And I don't know if jumping straight into the Miami gig is something that you want. For that, I don't, I don't know. He could go... Really, I mean, Dabo Sweeney did it at Clemson. He was a wide receivers coach, took on the head coaching gig, and look how they're going. Um, so maybe But he that did take it. a couple of years. That wasn't yeah, it immediate. Did. So. It did. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that whole culture thing goes. And, you know, they play on that culture stuff a lot at a lot of schools. Like Tom Herman, he's a Texas guy, and he gets Texas, and... Like, all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, yeah, but there's a lot of coaches that go and, you know, move around the country and they're just fine. Yeah, Harbaugh's a Michigan man. Yeah. They love that and they're all about that. Scott Frost at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, the other interesting thing happening out at Miami, I suppose, that will be uh, one to watch is the transfer portal and how they've used that. So they've probably been more active in that space than anyone else in terms of how, the talent that they've been able to get there. And that could prove to be something massive for them, that they've got this injection of talent at, a, at an older state. Uh, or it might fizzle out a bit. You might find that they've got some players taking away time from others who've been in the program. I mean, there's enough transition there that you would think it's probably not going to be an issue because it's kind of everyone starting fresh. But... I am intrigued to see how that one goes. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think it's something you're going to do every year. I think it has to be. It was, you know, the first year is always a good year to attack something like that. Um, but then from this point on, you know, go after it this year, and then now you've got to rely on your recruiting. It still comes down to how well you can recruit, and hopefully Manny Diaz and the Miami Hurricanes can keep some of that kind of real talent home that consistently leaves to go off to your Alabamas and your Clemsons and your, and you know, we're going to lose some and, and that's the nature of the beast. But the more that can stay in Miami, the better. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's go with, let's go to the big 12 then. So is Oklahoma's strategy of wheeling and dealing one-year quarterbacks going to continue to pay off this season or will Jalen Hurts, the Alabama transfer, struggle to pick up the pace of the Oklahoma system and will he be able to score enough points to hang tough in a very high-scoring conference? 
Uh, that's a it's a very good one. I mean, it's it's tough to argue against their strategy at the moment with how things are playing out. Having two Heisman winning quarterbacks, two number one draft picks, that's as good as it gets. That's the pinnacle. And then to bring in a guy who, yes, lost his starting job, but he lost it to an otherworldly talent who, who's taken that from him. This guy would start uh, at. 120 to 125 of the other 127 Div 1 schools like he's a player and whilst he's probably better known for his uh, ability to run the ball I think he's going to fit in well there and I I expect them to have another massive year with another excellent quarterback as much as it pains me (laughs) yeah I don't. Okay. I'm going to pick a down year downer year for Oklahoma not not saying it's down but they made it look pretty comfortable at times, and I don't think it's going to be quite as easy. I know Lincoln Riley's a fantastic play caller, coach, and offensive kind of mind, this young kind of offensive mind that everyone wants and talks about, and he's got that, and he's definitely going to have to change his offense because Jalen Hurts, while he's a runner, he's not as dynamic as Kyler Murray was. He doesn't have the arm talent that Kyler Murray does because if he did, he wouldn't have been taken over by Tua kind of as soon as he rocked up onto campus. So, um, I don't know. I just it, It's a one-year thing. And, and that was the other thing with Kyler Murray is he was there for a while. It's not like he was just... He did sit a year. He served yeah. his apprenticeship. But it's it, he's got that starting experience. Like, yeah. he, he's done it before. It's not as if he's coming in fresh and, and having to do that. It, yes, he's picking up the new system. But I think the way that Lincoln Riley runs his offense, it's it's an easy enough one to step into and make your read and then act off of that. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be uh, it'll be a perfect situation for him. As I said, he's not the best in the you know, in college football, but he's up there. Like he he's a good quarterback he, and he doesn't have the Alabama offensive line. The no Alabama <laughs> Yeah, well true. Um, so that may be an area where he is going to have to move around a little bit more. And, yeah, for sure. I mean, those Big 12 defenses are really, really good. Exactly right. <laughs> and, and I'll be the first one to stick up with the Big 12, but still, I think that plays into his hands. Like, it's going to be more spread out. He's going to have more opportunity because he's not coming up against the SEC defenses every week. So I think he's really going to shine there. And yeah, as I said, it, it pains me, but I, I expect big things from him this year. I don't think he has that uh, NFL talent to get into the conversation as the number one pick, but wouldn't surprise me if he put up numbers to have in the conversation with the Heisman. Okay, cool. Slightly differing viewpoints there, but that's okay. Yeah. That, that happens every time. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so whilst we're, we're talking... Uh, I guess, partly Alabama and, and what's happening there. Yep. We're in the middle of the off-season now. I need I need some reassurance that we're not just going to have the same thing on repeat here. I need you to give me some, what the scenarios are that will lead to Alabama and Clemson, at least one of them, not being in the championship game. What has to happen? Uh, Trevor Lawrence needs to get injured and Chase Bryce needs to be the quarterback at Clemson is probably... So you think that? Chase Bryce was a boss that game. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was terrible against Syracuse and he threw one pass on fourth and a million. Um... Clutch. 
that was gross. Um, Syracuse should have won that game. But, but even yeah, if I mean, Syracuse did win that game, they'd still be yeah, a top four team. And yeah, they're still going through. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like There is a real gap between those two squads and the rest. Maybe yeah. you'd have like Georgia, Ohio State, maybe OU in that conversation. But like those two in particular just seem mm. to be elevated on that pedestal that they can have a stumble. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think the other issue you see for Clemson, you know, to somehow drop probably two games is the ACC is down. Florida's, Florida State's down, sorry. Um, Clemson and Miami don't play each other this year. Virginia Tech were messy last year and don't look like they're going to be anywhere that super. Um, there doesn't but, seem to be many challenges in no, the ACC No, absolutely form. not. So the ACC is, is led by Clemson and I, I don't see any way that they don't win every game yep. and then it's going to be the championship game and someone may get them close. Like in the semi? Uh, yeah. Perhaps, but, but even then, they, they've shown out. Like they're, they're, yeah. Nah, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about Clemson. Alabama could, I, I don't know why, I've got a sense that it's it's slipping a little bit for uh, the Crimson Tide. I don't know why. I don't have anything to justify that. I mean, they'll probably come out and they were... And, well, they and got just, and just run the national championship. Well, they, di- they did that, but they also looked slightly disconnected, slightly... I don't know. It looked like the happy-go-lucky version. The good guys won, and and that makes that kind of real machine approach uh, show a few cracks, I think. And and that's not to say that they're going to now turn around and just completely capitulate. That's not going to happen. But I just... You know, if Tua gets injured or or can't get healthy uh, and... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm, make, I'm clutching at straws here, really. But I, I think for one of those two teams to not make it, you need a quarterback injury to happen. Okay, that, so yeah. I was after some sort of... Uh, so no, yeah. I, I don't have anything. You look at that wide receiver group at Alabama with Jerry Judy and uh, Devonta Smith and Waddle and... Yeah, all I mean, like, they're, they're, they're unreal. Ridiculous. They're, they're unreal, but... All right, then. If, if we're saying you can have a rematch of those two or the field, any other scenario, where's your money at at the minute? Uh, it has to be the field. It has to be the field. Yeah, I mean, you would think, but the, the fact that you thought about it for so long <laughs> really just shows the dominance that these two programs have yeah, in college true, football. Yeah, true, but, but you, those two only need to lose one game. So, hypothetically... Alabama somewhere drops one and finish it. Like, this is what I'm saying though. Like, they play each other in the semi final. <laughs> That's what you yeah, need to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Georgia are a good football team. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll have someone else. One of those Pac 12 teams might come out and, and really impress. So I think the field is the. It's hard to go undefeated in college football. Yeah. Like, it's that's hard to do. Absolutely. So, but I am concerned about the ongoing dominance of those two ball clubs and. Yeah, it doesn't look like anywhere in the foreseeable future that those two teams are going to struggle. Yes, okay. I that's the case. Uh, okay, so you mentioned them before, but Georgia, can they win a national championship? They are getting as close as they possibly could. They were in that SEC championship game late last year, which would have put them through into the playoff. Uh, can they get there? Or Georgia, just this kind of perennial good team who... Actually, they don't win much, 
really, in the grand scheme of things, they don't have that many SEC titles. They had a long stint under Mark Richt and they did some okay stuff, but never went and, you know, really challenged. They, they were just a perennially good team. A little bit in the same mould as, as LSU has been, in that they constantly win that sort of 9-10 games, although down a little bit um, recently, but but then they just can't get over that hurdle and they and they... You know, because really it comes down to do you win the national championship? And Georgia at this stage have said yes once. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, I think they can. I think there's very few teams that uh, can probably say that, and they are one of them. So college football is is not the sport like AFL where there's a lot more parity, and you see teams come from you know the fifth to eighth rank in the finals and have a good run and hit momentum at the right time and then win it all like we've seen with Richmond when they got hot and the doggies before that. It's it's a bit different to that. It's a lot more Premier League where it's going to be one of five clubs maybe that have the talent and resources available to make that push. Man, I'm still waiting for our college football Leicester. Like someone to come <laughs> yeah. come from down deep, paying five the, grand at the, the start Cinderella of the year. story. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'll happen. It'll happen one day. But you reckon? I think so. For it to happen there, it it, it anything is possible. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, all all you need at this level is that transcendent quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And and that's you know a huge part of what this game is all about. What uh, really kind of hurts the sport this coming year for that parody is that the two transcendent talents play for the, the top two teams so yeah, yeah. as you said they kind of need an injury but back to what we were talking about originally georgia they're they're in that conversation they're the three four team so when you start talking about these scenarios of what could happen or what needs to happen or you know game of inches a, a, a poor pi call as we saw in the nfl game or anything of that nature can break a game open or make or break a season georgia are at least in the conversation or will potentially have an opportunity to be uh, around that spot i feel like it's a token seat at that table though at the moment like, yeah, yeah i don't know just, it, it, it so much they lost a lot on defense this year yeah they got jake from who is being touted as the possible number one overall taking quarterback because he's that more nfl typey uh body and and thrower of the ball uh but yeah i don't i don't know I mean, they, seen, were so, they were so close last year yeah, as well, yeah yeah and and they were the year before that and i think the fact that they are so close and they meet that recruiting criteria where you need to have X amount of four stars consistently in your team, they they're pulling in a top five class every year. So, whilst they're doing that, you know it's it's all a bit subjective as to your five stars against our four and a half stars, five stars. All yeah. you need is a couple more to develop into better players on your side of the field than what say Alabama have, and they could be the one taking out the SEC and then taking it to Clemson. So, I, I think it's certainly a possibility. Okay. But I'm not uh, backing the truck up for it. <laughs> yeah, righto. Uh, where to next, William? All right. Um, I've, I'd, I'd like to get your uh, thoughts on this one. I'm going to press you for something here. Oh, so God. hopefully you've got a bit of knowledge going on in this college game. But uh, I want you to, to throw out to our listeners out there uh, a player that perhaps they haven't heard of yet who come the end of the year will be a household name sprouted all over ESPN. 
Whoa. Uh, I think, like, that's tough. Yeah. That is tough because a lot of those kind of offensive type players, you know, tend to be sort of somewhat known about. Like, I was thinking, like, someone like Rondale Moore. Yeah, it's like from, five-star from, recruits and stuff. E- yeah, even yeah. coming out of high school, you kind of know about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And if they've done anything like... And, and generally, if you want them to be big players, they're either... If they're freshmen, they've already... Like you said, they're big-time recruits. If they're juniors, they've probably flashed something in the past anyway or been yeah. playing a while. But so like LaVisca Chenault last year, this time last year, ain't no one knew who No, he and he may be the best... Uh, wide receiver in all football in a loaded class yeah yeah yeah, exactly so uh, a bit disappointed that he got injured um the one that i will say the one that i think and, and it's hard at this position because i'm going to pick a defensive guy and it is in the national uh, champion clemson tigers but isaiah simmons okay now he's a six foot three 230 pound linebacker uh slash safety Kind of that more in-the-box guy, uh, but super freakishly athletic. He was their fastest uh, 40-yard dash time. What? Yeah, yeah. I know. And Travis Etienne's fast, but... Yeah, T. Uh, Higgins is fast. T. Higgins is fast. Like they, got tra- they got a track squad. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy's the fastest, apparently. At, at so what did you say? 230, 6'3". So Jeez. he's an absolute weapon. Uh, didn't play a whole heap last year because they did have a really expensive... Uh, experienced linebacker core but he came in and in kind of he he did have some time certainly some playing time it's not like he was sat on the bench the whole year but he will i think really take off i outside of him defensively it's hard to pick someone uh that you don't know about but uh You know, I, 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 I don't really know. Like, I was thinking like someone like a Zach Moss at Utah or uh, Adrian Martinez at Nebraska at quarterback. But people know of these yeah, guys. That, they're, not, they're not foreign. So... No, that's uh, a good one, man. I, I like that. That's like, he's really that NCAA recruit that you oh, go after. Chasing that guy. Who's like 6'3", 240 and runs the 4'3", 40. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm recruiting this guy. I <laughs> yeah, do not yeah, care. Yeah. I'm throwing all my hours every week at him, getting him on the field. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Uh, the other one maybe might be Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. Okay. Who did some really, really good stuff. Uh, was responsible for the high-powered offense uh, last year. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think he's another big athletic kid who who could be a, a fantastic player but the only reason that people if you follow the game you've heard of him and know about him because uh, Utah State were the second highest scoring team in the country last year uh, and if you don't know him it's you know you don't follow that much power that much group of five football which is fine um, but yeah probably those kind of handful what about okay, yourself cool. you must have someone uh, no, I think you've kind of... <laughs> you you just wanted me to have a look around and chase my tail here, and now you Absolutely, don't. Absolutely, no, I'm going to give you anything. Righto. I'm going to give you a nice... You know what? I'm going to give you six really quick-fire questions, and then uh, we will head to a little bit of a different tact, I think. Okay, but okay. Quick-fire questions. All right, let's uh, do it. Will a non-quarterback ever win the Heisman ever again? Uh, yes. Ooh. Can Oklahoma State win the Big 12 this year? 
yes. Will they win the Big 12 this year? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, will LSU score a touchdown against Alabama this year? Uh, Something they haven't done since 2014, I think, at is that home. a real number? At home. Yeah, it's been like, uh, since in Baton Rouge... They haven't scored a touchdown there in like six quarters or seven quarters of football. They do like sharing field goals too, going back to 2011. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I would I would definitely take that they could score a touchdown. <laughs> they could score. Yeah. No, I, need to I, I won't say would, but I, <laughs> I will say that they could. Okay. Who scores more touchdowns this year, Trevor Lawrence or Tua? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to set the over-under on wins for Kansas at two and a half. I'd have to look at the schedule. <laughs> that, that feels about right. <laughs> like, the, oh. do you want me to pull up their schedule now? No, I'm just gonna say over. I, I think You're taking the over. Yeah, I'm gonna back Les in. He knows what he's about. He's a he's a wise man. They'll, they'll get three wins. You reckon? Yes. I'm gonna have a look at this schedule in some more detail. So, uh, they play. Indiana State. They'll win that. Maybe. <laughs> <You would> hope. <laughs> they have been they known play... to drop an FCS game or two. <laughs> Coastal Carolina. They'll win that. And then things start getting really tough from that point on. Uh, they then have got BC, Boston College. Uh, AJ Dillon's still around. Yeah, yeah he... I am backing against him. <laughs> West Virginia. Uh, they're not going to be as good as they were, but they're still going to be big favourites in that game. That's in Morgantown as yeah, well. Yeah, they don't lose that. Uh, TCU. Yep, okay, they've got that freak. Uh, Who's that? Oh, Ragnar. Yeah, Ragnar. yeah, yeah. Ragnar. Ragnar. Who Ragnar. just tore up Oklahoma State last year. He's kind of engraved in the back of my mind. <laughs> um, Oklahoma? At yeah. Oklahoma? Yeah, they're not going to win that. Texas at home? They won't win that. Texas Tech. Oh. <laughs> what new coach? Yeah. At Tech. Yeah, they lost a great punter. <laughs> they did. Uh, case At K-State. That's a rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen there. <laughs> um, Oklahoma State. They're not going to win that. Uh, and then they've got the Cyclones and the Baylor Bears to finish. Oh, yeah. So they need to win one in the Big 12 and... I'll, I'll take the field. I'll, I'll take that they'll win one. So. so you're saying over? Yeah, I'm going to take three wins. Wow, okay. Uh, Ryan Day goes on to have a better career than Urban Meyer. That, that will be not true. False. Fake. Fake <laughs> Fake news. <that. laughs> okay. Uh, He's had a great career, Urban Meyer, so that's a really high bar that's set. I, I, I'm bullish on Ryan Day. I think he's going to do a good job there. I think... They've got a, a good thing cooking at that program and he's walked into a great job. Um, but Urban Meyer's a legend of the sport. So it's it's a really difficult one to follow up on and to try and eclipse that would be a mighty effort. Okay, let's transition then. I'll throw this one to you. Changing out of the uh, real world and into the realm of entertainment via uh, game consoles... There is some news, some talk. I say news, it's not news. There is some talk, some rumors fluctuating that NCAA football may or may not be making a comeback. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> They've formed a committee. Yeah, I mean, and this shows kind of the direction that college football is heading now in, uh, in that, you know, it was all about 
you know, players not getting paid, rah, 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 all that kind of stuff. That is slowly starting to change. If they get this off the ground, then, you know, it'll it'll be there. I believe that there will be some game manufacturer that will be good to go. Like, as soon as they get the green light, they'll be able to whip something together. Anyway, going back to the old NCAA football, before we talk too much about the future, what is the best iteration of NCAA football do you think was it the latest one yeah it's, with, got, it's uh, like 14 man who was on the front cover uh, Michigan guy yeah Denard Robinson it was a, yeah, it was yeah. and like he's kind of really he his shoelaces up didn't he? Wasn't it yeah he, he was shoelaces but he's etched in fame now because that's all everyone's got to hang on to for the game so that's been hanging around what are we five years on now six years on I'm still pulling it out you're still having a go with it so that's that's the one that we've all got to hang on to, and he's really got his money worth or not money's worth. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, maybe he's left school now, so maybe they can sneak him some dollars. I don't know. But yeah, it's got to be that last one is the best iteration of the game. I reckon it was the one pre the year previous. Okay. Where, I, no, I don't, I don't think it was. I think the most recent one was the best one. Okay. But I think it was the one previous where like the middle linebackers had like okay. they all had like six foot vertical jumps. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was so frustrating. <laughs> I have, without a word of a lie, gone through half a dozen remotes. Like controllers. Just out the window. The other half thinks I'm straight retarded. <laughs> but uh, so when, when, when you see someone pop open out the back there, and you just dink it over the top, and then this guy launches. Interception. Like, who's, uh, who's that great Aussie pole vaulter? Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Curly red hair. Yeah, that's the one. Flaming. Yeah. That bloke just decides <laughs> to launch up out the middle of the field, pluck the ball out and return it on you, truck your quarterback on the way home. Far out. Uh, okay, so what then? We know that that's something we don't want to see. If there was to be a new game, now I haven't played any of the new Maddens. I haven't played it on, what are they called? Generation, the new generation consoles yeah, or anything. It's good, it's good. Um, so what do you want to see from the new game with its potential re-release? I mean, there's so much that they could do now. So you, you're going to get that in-game experience. You're going to get, you know, enhanced mechanics and that frostbite engine stuff. Where is that actually that good? I don't know. It's, it's pretty not, cool. It's not pretty that cool. we're like a game like, analysis people. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not huge in that game world. It is pretty cool. I, I've never been a huge Madden guy after I got into NCAA because that took up all my time. But because, you know, I've, I haven't had the ability of buying new ones, I've been getting Madden lately and... The, the gameplay is cool. I always preferred the NCAA gameplay because it just felt more open. It was it was that college football. They, they did a really good job of kind of showing the differences between the two games yeah. and it felt that way. Like you could actually just bust a coverage completely. Yeah. And like, yeah which yeah. doesn't really happen in the NFL and therefore it didn't happen in Madden that much. You wouldn't just have a dude running 20 yards by himself. Correct. And I mean, it, it's... It was great from that side of things. So, uh, so I think you would see that, but it's it's more the other stuff that they could add to the game that you would start to see that I would I would really like. Like I, I would happily simulate seasons where I'm not playing a thing, but I'm just focusing on the recruiting. Yeah, like if, yeah. they, if they could take that recruiting to another level. What I sort of stuff would you put in? So it? like in FIFA, you've got the ability to uh, negotiate with uh, potential transfers. Yeah. So have something like that where it's like a cutscene, and you're sitting in a home with a recruit yeah, yeah, okay. and their mum and you get options of like what you want to say and depending yeah. on how the conversation goes, you get plus, minus points, stuff yeah. like that and, and really like immerse yourself and, and try and replicate what happens in real life. Yeah. Like have, have that ability to make it really difficult 
for a small school to kind of build their way up and they needed to be competitive or, or really good for you know half a dozen years to kind of go there so I, I could see that in the recruiting side of things as well as like prospect development I think yeah, yeah. The, the NBA game, so they could steal from there too. So in the off-season workouts, have the ability to kind of throw time, you know, hours at players to say, put on 20 pounds muscle, you yeah, know, yeah, and, and yeah, see okay. the, the body change. Because when a player starts as a freshman and ends up as a senior, it's very rare that he came in at 5'10", buck 80, and he leaves at 5'10", buck 80. Yeah, yeah. Like these kids are still growing. Yeah. They're certainly getting a lot bigger in the gym. I would yeah. love to see that in the game. And you could kind of choose where you wanted that to be spent so you could focus on some acceleration for your your skill position guys or just your quarterback if you're me playing the game <laughs> yeah. or you know some size for others to, to improve that strength and really feel that i think that would just oh man just getting giddy dude um i think i'd like to see i think something that the game loses is a couple of bits and pieces around the recruiting stuff but actually picking the types like the old man's you could recruit a particular position type. And I'm not saying I love that because I, I think you should be able to turn that on and off. But like, for example, if you wanted a three, four outside linebacker, you had to recruit into that system and do all that sort of stuff. Now, I don't think, I don't love that personally, but I know people do. So there's possibly some scope for that. But I also like the idea of like being able to do a recruit, like find out about a recruit and see if they've got any kind of, issues or yeah, background stuff because yeah. because stuff that happens in college football all the time is kids do dumb stuff whether it's drugs whether it's not attending school whether it's um, all of a sudden they just drop away from the sport or they can't get themselves academically eligible or whatever the case could be but I would love to have ki- or kids do transfer I know that does happen in the game but not that much they could expand on it for sure they could certainly have a look at transfer ki- portal now yeah. oh man that could be a whole thing yeah yeah so like they could have a look at exploring, well, you know, it's not like in in the old game where you're, you're 25 kid recruiting class or whatever, those guys would then be seniors, you know, in four years time. Whereas in the real world, those kids transfer, they move, some do dumb stuff, some drop off the face of the earth. Um, and just yeah, but how frustrated would it be? Oh, like no you're, you're a five-star kid who just like lit it up the season before and then you know, shoots up local yeah, <laughs> local but, but school where he's no longer eligible. Just, <laughs> what? What is happening here? But, yeah, I get that. But stuff like that happens. Yeah. Or or longer term, like injuries and stuff. I've never thought that injuries in the Madden and, and college games have ever been done right. Um, and I know that can also cripple your season, but I think that's, that's the nature of the beast. And NCAA became too easy to win without... You know, I didn't play online much. That wasn't my jam. So it became too easy to win just playing against the Yeah, definitely. So. And if they could like add a couple of those things to that dynasty mode, man, they wouldn't have to release another one for another 10 years. Yeah, and we'd, yeah. we'd just be able to go on that. Well, and I think the other thing, and that doesn't happen in-game either. Like, when did people ever fumble a snap? And like, and I know you don't want to be on the the one yard line going in for a national championship and then all of a sudden the center quarterback exchange is wrong. I'm fumbling all the time. I'm always trying to hurdle dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, but that's that on hurdle you. That's animation. On that that's hurdle animation you. where you just ring the ball out. Ah, <laughs> every time. But, but like when, you know, like in the wet, fumbles happen more. That That's not necessarily reflected in games and, and I would like to see that kind of stuff happen and take effect and unfortunately as a player, that means more and more is out of your control which 
creates its own set of issues. And I don't know if you want to go down that rabbit hole or not. So if I, I can get you NCAA 20 right now, mm-hmm. like I'll go get it out my car. Yeah, yeah. What's the dollar value that you're willing to part from to have access to that. Well, I don't have like a PS4 or anything like that. So, so, gonna so it's, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but if I did... Uh, Would you purchase a PS4 for it? Uh, like I if it came out? A, I mean, I purchased a PS3 for the old one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what's a PS4 worth? I don't know. 300, 400 bucks. Is that all? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd probably... Chum change for you now. <laughs> Look out. Well, I was thinking, but when that sort of stuff first comes out, it's what, 1100 bucks or something? And No, nah, it was never that much, was it? Was it? 500, maybe? Oh, 500 for a new one? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I would pay... What do you pay for a game? 100 bucks? More? Mm-hmm. 150? Yeah, here in Australia. Yeah, I, w- I would pay 150 for that. I mean, that would be the only game I would play. Yeah, I'd pay 1500. <laughs> no, you would absolutely right now right now if I could have it go home and not sleep tonight. you are earning this change from government to private man you are earning too much money it's money well spent think of all the money I wouldn't be spending on booze because I'm not out on a Saturday night and I'm oh. stuck behind the sticks yeah well I guess well, if you want to look at it that way I guess uh, anything else on the NCAA I mean I like I really look forward to kind of that coming back out and I always enjoyed when we would muck around with it uh, at three o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, and I would know. go to bed and wake up and you would still be up, <laughs> like end of our season. I'm like, all right, you time for you to clock out and I'll keep this thing going. Yeah, yeah. And then you just quick nap on the couch. Yeah, good those, times. Those all right, we'll, we'll, we'll finish off the NCAA. I just want, from the archives, Yeah. fourth and six. <laughs> fourth and six. Fourth and six, you got to go for it. I'm punting. <laughs> You're not punting. You're I'm out of field fake, goal range. You're out of field goal range. What play are you dialing up that you can confidently get that first down for here? Um, no, I'm not one of those gurus. Like some people are, like you. I feel like you got really good at it at like in college, like playing against guys. And you said when you were over at Oklahoma State, like you guys got pretty good. Yeah, and it, it kind of got a bit dodgy because you could figure out audibles to call where, you know, yeah, when yeah. you read a defense, you, yeah, know, you yeah. knew what audible to call and yeah. you knew a dude would pop open. Yeah, well, playing against the computer a fair bit, uh, I would run something trips and I would run, like if you look, if it's man defense and you've got, that wide receiver matched on a quarterback man on man, just run that 10-yard hitch all day. And if you see them bailing in man coverage, it's over. Uh, and then I'd probably run some sort of flood to the other side. Okay. So, like so if someone drops under that that hook there, then you, you're looking at the flood. the flood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that seems like you're going to get it. I like it. Um, but I try not to get in fourth and six too long. Occasionally, again, against the computer, like fourth and six and running, uh, like a run play is gettable at times. Depends how far they walked off. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's kind of my, was my go-to. Roll your quarterback out, watch them go yeah, and yeah. then just take off. Yeah, but I had, I've got this habit of rolling right the whole time. And, and you're like always playing off the right off. hashes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Short side of the field. I know that, brother. I know yeah, yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's always a, a bit of a run-pass option. It's always not a bad play. Okay. Uh, well, NCAA football. Hopefully it comes back. Who goes on the cover? Baker, probably, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's not going to be this year. No, We're not going to get true. it this year. So, it's a good question. Who from this year's playing, you know, field... Tour. 
You think it'll be Tua? Yeah, I reckon. Unless someone else really, really takes off. Tua's a safe bet. Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Yeah. Like, I just... Travis Etienne. I mean, there's a plethora of guys you could choose from that wouldn't And be I feel bad. like Trevor Lawrence appeals to that female market too because he could pass as one. So, like, <laughs> you know, girls walking past the stores like, oh, what's this? I'll, I'll, I'll pick this one up. Okay. Um, do we have time for uh, one more quick question? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. All right. This has been good, mate. I just... Yeah, just chewing the fat. Yeah. All right. Uh, hit me then. I reckon must be your turn to. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. I wanna. I wanna scratch your fantasy brain. Oh god, this is not gonna be a strength of mine. It's it's not really what you're all about, but no. I'm I'm starting to kind of turn my attentions there. We're in a league together. Yes, um, we are. We're gonna have to activate that soon enough. It's what well, keep a league that's been running for. Jeez. Way too long. Eight enough. or nine years now. Yeah. So we're having fun with that, but we do, you know, redraft some. From last year's squad, in a fantasy sense... Can't even remember my squad, but yep. Well, not so much your squad, but from last year's uh, draft, or this year's draft, I suppose. Yeah. Who are the players that you are going to be actively going after to draft into your fantasy outfit this year? Well, I don't know that I should tell you, but... Because you're going to be chasing me. But I think... I've I've got a new strategy for okay. uh, for di- from for our dynasty kind of mode this season, and I had an opportunity to make some trades, and I didn't, and I have learnt from that, and now I'm going to go a totally different approach. Uh, so that may become evident relatively soon, but I I think if you get like to draft. NFL players that were drafted this year is in the yep. rookies class yeah, from this the rookie class from yeah. college ball last year. Yes. Okay. So to me, like the best ones to grab are going to be your running backs, but or wide receivers maybe, but mostly running backs are the ones if you can get a top echelon running back. Now there was no Saquon Barkley this year. Yeah, not a great running back class. There was this year. not a lot there. So the next one then is, can you pick a quarterback who's going to go on and become? Uh, one of those freak quarterbacks in the future. Now, generally, you don't need to because we've only got what eight in our league. Uh, ten. Ten. We put, good, we play good to see how. Yep. Good to see how much. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we've only got ten. Generally, you can sit on those rookie quarterbacks. Some of them will get picked up, but inevitably they won't have great seasons, and then they get dumped. Um, so you could go in that direction. But the wide receiver class this year was weak as well. So. Ooh, I really don't know. I would say for me, Miles Sanders. Okay. From uh, Penn Philly. State, yeah. and who's now at Philly. Now the danger with that is, in terms of he plays fantasy a, value, he plays in a Doug Peterson offense. He plays in a Doug Peterson offense, which does not highlight any one particular running back, and they go with a bit of a hot hand. And they've just grabbed Jordan Howard. Yeah, who is? Yeah, he's. It wouldn't surprise me if they cut him. Anyway, uh, They're not cutting him. Well, he might. He's made two Pro Bowls. Yeah, but he's one-dimensional. Anyway, is, let's talk about that. He's part of their... Okay. So it's either got to be that or Josh Jacobs, the running back... Plenty of opportunity Alabama, there. Alabama at, uh, at Oakland. He's going to be the top guy in Oakland. I don't rate... I've, I've told you already and we've discussed my dislike for Marquise Brown and I think he will struggle, particularly with... Um, Lamar Jackson Lamar throwing Jackson the ball. Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball. 
So then, where else you go? The quarterbacks. I mean, Daniel Jones looks like a re- really good pick at number six. You've got to get start to get around the lad, though. Uh, like at some point, you. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I know. So do I. I'd rather take uh, Josh Allen if he's still kicking yeah. around from last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's a freak of an athlete. Yeah. And, but again, he's playing in Buffalo outdoors. Is he going to put up numbers? Who knows? Buffalo continually suck. So, or do you just go the Kyler Murray route? And just take that and hope Cliff Kingsbury can get him humming. So I think early on, you there's not going to be much on the table. To be honest, wh- I mean, what do you think? You're more dialed into fantasy than what I am. What you in fact you've already had a draft this year. Yeah. What, what yeah. went? Who went high? So you've uh, covered most of them. Um, the ones that you're missing out on, David Montgomery. Oh yeah. Ended up in a good spot with the Bears. Yeah, he so did. He, he was handy out of Iowa State last year. Yeah, he, yeah. He was a, he was a very good running back in the Big Twelve, and he's I think he's thick. he is thick. He's shifty. He, he's tough to bring down. So he'll go right there. Uh, and Kill Harry, another one yeah. who produced really well at the college level. I, I really like personally his combination of athleticism. Yeah. He is a freak athlete. He is. Yeah. And that he has performed. Yeah. Like, I, I like it. I don't like where you've got one or the other. I, I would probably... Correct, yeah. But where you see both, I feel like he kind of... Oh, people think, oh, he's gone to the Patriots. Tom Brady's only got short time left. Rah, rah, rah. I think it's great for him. I think yeah. it, it's, it gives him a chance to learn the offense, to develop, because no receiver really comes in and lights it up. It's more of a you know year three, that breakout year three that they talk about. He's got a great chance to develop into a superstar potentially down the track. And they don't have any wide receivers. There. No, no. So, so uh, he, he'll get opportunities there and, and he has that makeup. So he's the other one for me. Uh, I may have picked up both of those boys in, in my draft. So okay, okay. fingers crossed. I don't actually dislike Debo Samuel as well out of South Carolina. I think okay. he's a good player and going to the 49ers. Um, with Jimmy G Jimmy G hopefully he comes back after <clears throat> missing most of last season but there's there's options they're just a little bit light on the ground I mean and, and like tight end you're not chasing a tight end early especially young tight ends because yeah, they just don't but this year with Hawkinson going top 10 it's not something we see all that often I, I reach yeah to be honest I would steer clear of it but uh, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out yeah Anyway, we, we will see, uh, and hopefully uh, I can have a better season this year. I'm just perennially very average. Yeah, you're real North Melbourne, though. You need to bottom out, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that is an issue. It, it is harder me. with our little dynasties to be able to kind of build yourself back up, but you really need to bottom out because you yeah, just kind of... Yeah. Drifting, yeah, fourth, fifth. I've yeah. ran myself off the cliff. Like, I had Le'Veon <laughs> last year, but then I've, like, relied on LaShawn McCoy for a long time. And i got, like, a few old heads who are... And no- I've still got Lamar Miller yeah. kicking around. Yeah. <laughs> like, this This ain't good. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase. You, you You might see a bit of a strategy this year, okay. but, but we'll see. Uh, okay, last one for you, from me at least. Yep. What is one top 25 team... You will not get up to watch this year. Now, I'll, I'll give a bit of background. This obviously in Australia, we don't get we, we you know we've got that one thirty time slot or whatever. I think they actually start a little bit earlier before the clocks change. But uh, from you know, we often decide oh what time we're getting up. If the you know if the Cowboys are on at that time or or the Canes are on at that time, then we tend to get up and watch it. 
but it used to be get home and watch it yeah now it's get up and now watch it's get it. up and watch it <laughs> um, but who will you definitely not get up early to watch in that top 25 that's a good one so i mean obviously i'm not a huge oklahoma fan but because they play in the big 12 i'm often really interested in uh how their games play out so I, and they'll have some big matchups yeah so. absolutely so i will get up for for those ones uh, the big boys in the SEC are always good to see because they have so much talent and you want you want to check those ones out. Same with the Big Ten, you know, Ohio State, Michigan. So I do like going there. There's a lot of fanfare, a lot yeah, of talent, yeah, yeah. the big stadiums. Um, can I... Like... <laughs> this, Central Florida? <laughs> are they going to be in the top 25? UCF. Yeah, they probably will they, be. They, they probably will be. And like to be honest... Most of their games are probably not going to be all that appealing to me because they'll be better than the dodgy yeah. side that they're coming up against. Yeah. And like for their one marquee matchup against like a Memphis or something like that. Alabama? Do they play Alabama this year? If they, oh, is that in the future? Good luck to them. Yeah, yeah. So um, like there's that, that squad there. I think Northwestern are getting a bit of love this year. Uh, I Okay. I, I ain't making the effort to get out and watch the Wildcats. I mean, we're not big... Uh, I guess we're not massive Big Ten followers. I don't mind the Big Ten, but... Yeah, we missed it on our trip, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably our next one when we go back over there. We, we do the Big Ten. Which we... I hear is in terms of like tradition and, and some of their... Yeah, obviously history and, and their big games are, is up there with the best in, in college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe that'll get us more there. But I think you're right. Outside of like that Ohio State, Michigan, maybe Penn State, we don't get around them not as much. Although last year you had that uh, infatuation with Purdue. Yeah, I did have that real man crush on Purdue. And I think they're going to stay. I yeah? think they're going to stay a bit of a man crush on Okay. I'm happy As long you. as... I don't know. Elijah Sindelar, though, at quarterback, that could go off cliff. Now, UCF do play Stanford this year. That may be no, something. I ain't, get, I ain't getting up for that. <laughs> ain't getting up for that. Okay, so what's a team you definitely will get up for then? Because a lot of people, like you would think, would say Alabama. I didn't actually watch that much Alabama last year. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll get up to watch the them play LSU if that's on an early one. They tend to play a lot of later games. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like in, in prime time, so... Uh, if they do have earlier ones against dodgy teams, I'm certainly not getting up. Um, what do you mean? The Liberty Flames, led by Hugh Freeze, <laughs> could be uh, really good. I think this year I'll, I'll certainly make an effort to, to watch Oregon games. Okay. I think they're going to be a good team. So that's someone, I mean, that may be because you don't have to get up early all the yeah. time. <laughs> that I'm kind of leaning that way on there. there but... I'd definitely be interested to, to see them play. And then for me, it's, you know, Big Ten. If, if Texas are strong again... Uh, yeah, sorry, Big 12. If Texas are strong again and they have a marquee matchup, you know, out of conference, I, I'm not sure what their schedule is this year, but I'm sure they'll have a stronger non-conference one. Hopefully they, they won't drop another one to Rutgers or something. Uh. But if they have that, I'm, I'm definitely making the effort to, to get up and get around the, the Big 12. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Any last questions? No, I think that's good. Thoughts I think we've... or feelings? I feel like we've we've covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, we have. It's just been a chat, though, hasn't it? It's been a little bit SEC heavy for my liking. Okay. 
But uh, I say that there's been a lot of Clemson talk as well yeah. about how good they are. We so, got your canes in there. Yeah, we did. Uh, okay, one last question for you: If Mike Gundy retired today as the head football coach of oh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, would you want a Nick? And you had the choice of any coach. Would you want Nick Saban? Would you take Nick Saban or somebody else? Uh, oh, look, I'd take someone else. Okay. Uh, and that's no knock on Nick Saban. I mean, he is the greatest college football coach that there has been, in my opinion. But he is also 67 years old. Like, that's retirement age. Mm, not for Bill Snyder. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Actually, with Bill Snyder, he could coach for another 30 years. <laughs> exactly. But um, that said, he he doesn't have to prove anything. I would want someone probably a bit younger with a bit more to prove. Okay. Uh, he has built up all that equity at Alabama to the point where he can just kind of coach and, and the players come in. You ain't getting that at Oklahoma State. You have, to, you have to grind. I mean, Darbo's tough to go past from what he's built. He's not yet 50 uh, and he's an absolute superstar in the coaching world. Personal favorite of mine, Chris Peterson out at Washington. I do love him. He, he he's, does an awesome job, I think. You Chris Peterson is my Jeff Brom to you. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. You wouldn't pull him away from Washington from what he's been, what he's built there. But you know, if if it had happened earlier when he was at Boise and you somehow managed to get him across, he's probably my choice. Okay. Cool. That is a lot of stuff. That's good. This time of year, it's, it's I good. know it, it gets you going again, and then you realize another three months. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So three months to go. We're counting down. I mean, having said that, we'll be into previews relatively shortly. Uh, that'll come around before you know it. Uh, and you guys will be talking finals footy again. And I'll question you about your retirement again. <laughs> um, but hopefully there's some more noise on the NCAA football front as well. Uh, now, if you do like the show, please tell your friends and, and get all your college football friends, family or other fans otherwise involved uh, hit, hit that subscribe button on whichever of your podcast capturers you use, whether that's iTunes, uh, whether that's Spotify or, you know, just the, just the podcast app on your phone is all good as well. Leave a review, um, give us those five star ratings and yeah, make sure you let everyone know about us on behalf of that guy over there. That is Will. My name's Aaron and we will see you next time.